Hi, welcome to Piloting. I'm Melissa. And I'm Renee. And we're your hosts. Piloting is a podcast for people who refuse to live on autopilot, where we celebrate risk takers, go-getters, and anyone craving a change. I never get tired of our tagline. Me neither. I I love it. I really like it too. (laughs) I just love hearing it. (laughs) We worked so hard on it and I really... So hard. So hard. And yeah. Taglines are hard. They are really hard. It's hard to capture all the things you want to say in something short and snappy. It makes me really rethink radio jingles or, you know, like... Those little, you're just like, oh, wow, they really, they put a lot of work into some of these things that we just giggle about now. Like that was hours and weeks of work. It's actually harder to write efficiently and in shorter, write shorter paragraphs or shorter sentences or just taglines than it is to write dissertations. In my humble opinion. No. Not that I've ever written a dissertation, but... The English major in me is going to jump out for a second. So I am a big fan of long, windy sentences. I'm like, give me a lot of adjectives and adverbs. Like, let's just keep it moving. And so, like, I had a hard time with writers like Ernest Hemingway and some of these others who are really economical with their words. And it'd be like, oh, we can, why use 12 words in a sentence when you can get it done in six? And I was like, oh, but I, I love an adjective. And they're like, nope, just say what you need to say. But you're right, it is really hard to do that without, you know, compromising on anything. I'm glad we could geek out there for a second. And I love when you put on writer Renee hat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm also going to put on another fun hat, like a little celebratory hat. This is our 30th episode. Ah! It's almost as old as us. (laughs) I'm 21 at heart. Actually, that's a lie. I do not want to be 21 again. <laughs> no. I'm like forever in my mind 28. Like I'm like just tw- – I'm like floating between 28 and Yeah, 37. 27 to 30 is kind of like where I think of my – I think when, once the pandemic started, I don't think I ever like added any years after that. I was like, I'm suspended in, in this yeah. period of time. And whatever yeah. we want to call this, whatever multiverse we're in right now. The pandemic um, skip. Yeah, actually, I'll drop that well, article in there. That was cool. The pandemic skip? There's an article? Yeah, okay. So I don't want to get the outlet wrong, but I'll put it in the show notes. Um, it's this article that talks about how time for many people has moved very differently once the pandemic started, especially when it comes oh. to your age, where because so many people um, experienced milestones and key like mm. growth moments in the pandemic, like hitting a milestone age, graduation, whatever it like mm-hmm. it feels like time time has obviously kept moving but it feels like our lives haven't and so it's called like the pandemic skip this phenomenon where oh I am technically three years older because three years have passed but I don't feel like I lived three years of life wow yeah I need to read that because yep I felt that way too <laughs> I feel that way right now um okay pandemic skip I didn't realize. Yeah. There if was anyone asks me my age, I always have to hesitate. And honestly, sometimes I'll say the wrong thing. <laughs> Someone has to correct me. <laughs> um, okay. Pandemic skips our 30th episode. I do want to slip in real quick before we get into our topic today. 
but it's also our six month anniversary like area like we've been doing this for six (gasps) months um so we yeah and i just like i'm really proud of us for like showing up here pouring our hearts and like being really intentional and staying curious through this through this podcast journey and um really appreciate everyone also who's been on this journey with us whether you're a new listener or you've been there since day one really really appreciate it six months yeah likewise i mean i know thanksgiving's coming up but just want to echo the gratitude and the thank you i i just thanks for riding along with us as we figure it out and being a part of it and the people who've shared feedback and praise and kudos and ideas of things to do different. Just thank you for all of that. Like it, like we love all of that. Melissa and I will share stuff like that on text between the two of us. And we just love, we love hearing it. So thanks for being a part of the journey. So what are we talking about today, Renee? Today we're talking about taking a step back. I feel like a lot of times when you're getting ready to make change or pivot, the your natural instinct, at least mine is, maybe just because I'm impatient and like to move quickly, is I want to move horizontally. I want to be at the same mm-hmm. level that I am in one field in the next thing. I don't want to be a beginner again. I don't want to start over. I don't want to slow down. I just want it to be like a seamless transition into another lane. And that's, I don't want to say always, but I think that is rarely the case that you can make a change without having to kind of slow down a little bit and take a step back. Um, So we just thought it would be an interesting thing to talk about because it's a frustration that many people have and not even just a frustration. I think it's something that holds people back is that I don't want to take a step back to do this thing that I actually really want to do. And so it, it holds people back from doing, you know, the things that, in their heart. I um, agree with what you said too. And I mean, the idea of growth always looks like or is perceived as moving Mm -hmm. forward, always keeping that momentum, moving steps ahead. That's what success in quotes looks like. You move up in a company, you don't move down. You know, you can do lateral changes in your career, but it's even better if you go from X to senior. We want to see you go from junior to mid-level to senior to director to, mm-hmm. you know, and we're sort of told all of these narratives. And so it makes sense that us and other folks, when we think about taking a step back, I mean, we take, we're taken aback a little bit about taking a step back, but I think, you know, when we were talking about this, this topic, I feel like we've all heard this quote before of like, sometimes you have to take a step back to move forward. And of course, easier said than done. But um, I mean, I've personally feel like I've taken a few steps, step back, taken a few steps back (laughs) this year. And I've, I'm feeling better about having done that. And so I think if we're all, able to collectively sort of get on the same page about what it means to actually take a step back, we could build some confidence in that energy to do so. Yeah. I, I think that's really good to hear that. Like you feel like the step back, the steps back you've taken have been for the better. And like, ultimately like were what you needed. 
because I think it is really hard. Like some of my friends who have made some pretty drastic changes in their lives in the past few years, I had a friend who was working a corporate job, um, quit to become a chef. Um, a friend who was also working on a different corporate job, quit to go back to school to pursue a career as a lawyer. Like all of these people, like they're now moving in the direction of what they really want. And they're now a couple years or a couple months, whatever that timeline looks like for you, it's different for everyone. They're starting to feel like they're getting closer to where they were before. And so ultimately, I think in the grand scheme of your life, the six months, the four years, you know, whatever that looks like of taking a step back, like what's four years really in a life where we're all living to be like 70, 18, 90 years old? You know, what is three years in a career that spans 35 years? But in the moment, it just feels like, oh, three years of being in school again. I mean, that was the case with my friend. She was used to making six figures, this like fun, exciting career. And now she was a student again. So limited funds, homework, um, internships, you know what I mean? It was just her life looked totally different. And for her, now she's working full-time as a lawyer. She's been doing it for a while and like things are great, but it was definitely a step back and an adjustment in many ways, a step back in salary, free time, you know, just there, there were a lot of adjustments she had to make that will pay off down the road, but it is hard to kind of ride through it. Yeah, especially what you mentioned, the piece about the salary, because mm. I think so. I mean, look, money may not lead to happiness, but money does lead to comfort, mm-hmm. you know, and like leading a comfortable life and money does help with a lot of things to make your life feel more comfortable. Um, And so that's, yeah, that's a hard one to sort of like sacrifice. And I think you just sort of understanding what you are willing to compromise on a little bit and what your non-negotiables are. I mean, it, it, what you're, what you mentioned about the four years, it may make sense where like you have to adjust your life, right. Of like, okay, I know typically, I like to go out to eat and try new restaurants at least one time a week. Um, but I may not be able to do that if I'm not making six figures anymore. I might need mm-hmm. to be a little bit more creative at home. But I think if you're so willing to do that, then whatever you're working towards, like it has to be so – you have to be so passionate about it that you're willing to, quote, make that sacrifice and then to do it um, and then take those – take those steps back. And I mean, you know, when I think about taking a step back, I maybe it's just like a generational difference. I mean, I can't, I don't have to generalize, but there were some sort of like, this was what a job was, and this is how you should be moving up in your job. And this is what a successful life looks like. And it's very, a different mindset from what our parents had. Um, especially also if you're from an immigrant family Mm -hmm. versus like what you're trying to sort of do with your life now. And there are a lot of pushback and I I see a lot of pushback in like, you know, maybe my aunts and uncles or sometimes even my parents who may not understand what I'm doing when I'm quote taking a step back because what it looks like to them Um, Well, I guess I can't, I don't really know what it looks like to them because I don't know exactly what's in their mind, but 
all I know is it's like, oh, why would you do that when the whole goal is to make more money? The whole goal is to do this so you can have this type of insurance so you can then do this with your kids and then so you can then buy this kind of house and that sort of like traditional mindset. And it's very hard for them to sort of like adjust their thinking of like, oh, but that's not what success sort of feels like and looks like for people nowadays, you know, Mm -hmm. like success is more holistic. Success is more about finding that peace in your life or um, protecting your peace or finding a different sort of rhythm than necessarily chasing a paycheck or chasing this sort of glory. Um, And so when I think about taking a step back, I know that at least the conversations I've had with you know, older family members, it's like a much harder pill for them to swallow and understand um, because of just like how they were raised and the what things they absorbed um, as they were growing up and how they perceive work and how they perceive what a career means and looks like. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's tough enough to wrap your own head around the changes that your life's gonna go through when you take a step back it is even harder when you have to then defend those choices to someone else even if people are inquiring you know with your best interest at heart they're not trying to question you with any like negative motives it is hard to explain okay I'm barely wrapping my head around why I am taking a 60% pay cut now I have to explain to you why why this is smart yeah like, I, I get it like mm-hmm. that that is really that is really challenging and you're right I think for many people too um it's hard if like the path that you're moving into doesn't have a clear like roadmap you know like for for example mm-hmm. I'll be delicate in how I talk about this because I'm not trying to like chat out my friends like business but um <laughs> My friend who was making the move to be a lawyer from her corporate job, that has a more traditional roadmap. So I think when she explained to people she wanted to do it, I I can't speak to the conversation she had privately with like other friends or family members, but it was, there was less questions about it. Like a lawyer is a well-known, like solid, good job. You go to law school for three years, you take and pass the bar you get a good job and then you just kind of move up as a lawyer. Like that is, there's a a clear pathway of, okay, so for three years, things are going to look a little iffy, maybe longer than that because, you know, your starting salary might not necessarily be amazing depending on what kind of law you go into, but it makes sense. People can see the big picture. With my friend who was moving to be a chef and so going from a salary insurance xyz to no insurance um hourly pay working in kitchens not really having a resume you know to build on i think at least in my conversations with him like that's a harder thing to explain to people it's like why are you giving up this security or this sure thing to try this other thing where there's not there's not a clear roadmap that says if i pass the bar I will be a lawyer. You can be a great chef and you might never like be the chef of a great restaurant. You could be a great singer and you're not going to be the next Carrie Underwood. You know, like there's some careers where it's not just based on hard work 
and talent. Like there are sort of, whether you want to call it it factor, luck, like there's a lot of other variables outside of your control that I think it is harder if you're like looking to move into something that feels a little more creative, a little less quote unquote stable. Like, how do I, like, am I making the smart choice and taking a step back here? Because I don't know if once I get out of med school and I just, I'll find a hospital and boom, that's job security. (laughs) It's like, maybe no one wants to hear me sing, even if I'm a great singer, what am I going to do now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I I think it is really hard. And, and, And the crazy thing though, is it's super hard, but I think that's what a lot of people end up pivoting to do. Like if, if you start in like that kind of more stable traditional career, at least the conversations I have with people, the reasons that they want to move is they're like, I want a little more creativity. Maybe I'm not giving up my job to be a full-time actor, but I want, you know, that creativity, that artistry in my life in some way. And it's, you know, it's hard because the thing you're craving is like, I don't want monotony, but sometimes monotony is stable <laughs> and reliable and it, it's hard yeah. to yeah. kind of keep both of those things in your mind of like, I want stability, but I want freedom. I want, mm-hmm. you know, things that are exciting and new and my life looks different and creative and challenging, but I don't want to feel constantly challenged like, like or burdened. You know, it, it's like hard to have both. It is. And I think... Uh, I, we all sort of chase that. I mean, I definitely chase that and I have really hard conversations with myself and my partner about what we want in these moments. And we talked about season the seasonality of life uh, last episode or mm-hmm. the previous episode. And, and we've talked about this off the pot a lot, mentioned it briefly in other episodes. And that's the idea of having these like non-negotiables. And what these are are just like, I mean, it could be – Whatever number you have, you know, I typically have like between three to five when I'm looking at going another route in my life or making a big decision or getting another job. And what my non-negotiables were at a younger place in my first job is very different from what my non-negotiables are now. And so I'm sort of putting this non-negotiable thing into like the next sort of endeavor that I want to have. Mm -hmm. And like, what are the things that I'm willing to negotiate on and what are the things that are just sturdy, unwavering. And I think if you, you know, when you're trying to, like, you're kind of stuck between like stability, but freedom, kind of picking it apart to being like, I'm okay with X, but I am not okay with this. Like, I'm okay if this creative endeavor, um, like, I'm okay with, you know, investing a thousand dollars of my own money. I'm not okay with, being having to invest 5,000. And I think just knowing and and putting some like guardrails into these things, um, taking a, taking a step back and then measuring it with taking a step back. I, for me anyway, makes me feel better. I'm one of those, like, got to do some pros and cons lists, but at the end of the day, everything in life has a pro and cons list. So it's sort of like up to you to decide, what within those pros and cons lists are non-negotiables or not. And so, I mean, this could be anything from uh, deciding what state you want to move to. Mm. This could be anything from like 
um, deciding to sell your house and all of your things and travel Europe and start a small business um, as a guide uh, and building guides for all these places that you visit. Like, you know, it, it doesn't have to just necessarily be about work. Because in these like conversations you're having with yourself on defining non-negotiables, what you're you're ending up doing um, is just like gaining clarity. And I think that's a word and a thing that we all just want, especially on our piloting journey. We're just like, what can help me gain clarity on what I want to do and how I want to do it? Um, and so for me, like taking a step back, walking away from something briefly, to just like align yourself helps with those very chaotic inner conversations. I know that we're all having. Yeah. I think also balance or harmony is really important Mm. when you're thinking about making these decisions. And when I think of balance, I don't mean in like the traditional work life balance way. I mean that like a little bit of everything is useful. And so for example, If I am someone who always makes decisions based on my gut, if like my gut and my emotions are just telling me to do something and that's kind of how I've always lived my life and I want a change, like I want things to kind of like feel different than how they've always been, maybe it's time for me to not just listen to my gut and apply a little bit of rigor and be like, okay, let's put some stuff down on Mm -hmm. paper Let's do, let's run the numbers money wise, um, logistics wise. Let's, you know, just kind of like get out of my heart and my gut and like into my brain a little bit to like see if this is feasible. Likewise, I like that. I have friends who are really rational and are really good at being practical with money, like all of those sorts of things. They're really good about that. And so their challenge is I need to start listening to my heart more because I am such a, how does this look on paper? How how did these variables line up? And so if that's your challenge, you know, like that's how you always operate, maybe you need to push yourself to say, okay, well, my heart is telling me to do this. Let me just follow that. Because I like, I think the thing, at least with me, like I'm like more of a gut heart person. If I just feel like this is where I should go, that's where I'm going. Um, and I'm like, oh, well, if I get too written down in paper, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose the magic. I'm gonna lose the spark. It's gonna get boring because it's just all sketched out. And it's like, no, whatever your inclination is, if it's been driving 90% of your decision-making so far, it's not just going to suddenly go away because you like made a spreadsheet, you know, (laughs) like, (laughs) like, for the record, Renee does not like spreadsheets. I'm not a spreadsheet Just girl. Set the tone. Thank you. We need to put that on the record. I'm not a spreadsheet girl. And so it's like, okay, like you can put some rigor to your planning, Renee, and like you're not going to lose the magic because I am still going to trend in that direction. Same way, like I have a friend who she's really, really um intentional and practical about things like she's always like she's very frugal she's like done all these things like I want to make sure I have this much money in the bank this much for my house xyz and so sometimes she's like oh I'm afraid if I follow my heart and book this one vacation that things are just going to go haywire I was like babe you've got over 30 years of making smart choices following your heart once is not going to destroy you (laughs) You know, I think you just have to remember that whatever your inclination is, it's still going to be there to balance 
you out, but it's worth, and who's like Einstein, like doing the same thing and expecting different results is the definition of insanity. So if I keep moving in one way Mm -hmm. and it's not giving me what I want, maybe I need to apply a different formula, even if it feels like, well, that's not me. I'm not a pro con girl. Like, well, what you're currently doing isn't working. So maybe you need to try and be a pro con girl. You know, and just bring that balance in of like trying things that feel different and unfamiliar because that might be the fresh energy that like takes it out of your brain and like into something that you're actually doing in the real world. I really like that advice that you just like shared there because I feel it made me even think about, okay, how do I approach problems and you know, where do I fit in that spectrum of like heart and mind? Um, and I don't think I'm quite your friend and I'm definitely not like heart. I'm probably closer to the, to the, to the mind kind of. Melissa likes a spreadsheet. (laughs) I love the spreadsheet. Actually just made one for our grocery budget. Anyway. Um, and I love that. I love that. (laughs) Um, I also like spreadsheets because it does the math for you and you don't have to do the math, but right. Math just like threw me <laughs> off. Okay. So, <laughs> but I, yeah, I am opposite of you where I, I do like the pro con list. I do like the practicality of some things. And even now in this like period of like reconnecting with myself is what I'm calling it. This phase that I'm in, the season I'm in, part of me is always like, oh, what if I just like give in to like X job because I know it's going to be safe, secure, and I just want money at this point Um, versus really pushing myself. Like this is the time where I am able to push myself and listen to my heart a little bit better and test things out. And it's just like the duality of life. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, I like how you sort of defined what balance means in this context. Yeah, I think – I mean, I love that you said that you're in a phase of reconnecting with yourself. I'm in that period too. I think I I think I said this on the podcast. If not, I think I might have said it to you like personally. When I was having dinner with a friend, like I guess maybe it was like two months ago now, and he and I were chatting and I was like, you know, sometimes I just don't even like remember who I am. <laughs> I didn't mean to say it as this big like revelation, but you know, sometimes like you have these Freudian slips that you're just like, oh, I didn't mean it when I said it, but maybe I, my brain tapped into something, (laughs) but I was like, I don't even remember who I am. I feel like I'm just so used to being this person who works in this certain way, brings this certain energy to projects, you know, and it's, it's not unusual. Like if, if I, like, for example, I'm not, and again, this is not a work conversation, but like for work, for example, I've been working in corporate America for a decade. It's not weird that I would be conditioned to a certain way of treating work and like expectations, but then like the things that like really get me excited and stuff that I want to introduce into my life doesn't have to be full time. It could just even be like on the side or in small pockets are very different from that. And I just feel like, wow, have I exercised that muscle in the past decade? I don't know. Like, does that still feel true to me that I, I love that you're looking at a step back as not, oh, I'm, these are the things I'm losing, but like the step back is here. 
here's the space I'm creating for all the things I'm going to gain, like the insight, the reconnecting. I love that kind of more positive abundance view of what that time period can look like. Ooh, I like that abundance view. I like thinking it that of uh, thinking of it that way. Um, and I don't know. I, I'm not gonna show the sh- drop the link in the show notes because I don't know if it's like that wonderful of an article. But just on like a quick Google search on thinking about taking a step back, I read something um, that was around like it giving you this moment to kind of practice adding and removing. Mm. And I and I I like that visual, right? Like what like if when you take that step back in whatever situation you're you find yourself in, figuring out and using that period of time to it's like, okay, these are the things that are missing and that I would like to add into my life. These are the things that have continued to take away from my life and I just need to get out. Um and thinking of making that final decision, you know, wherever you are on your piloting journey and, you know, thinking of like an adding and removing exercise, um, I think is helpful. And yeah, I just, I'm with you with the whole, like, who am I? (laughs) Why am I here? Uh, Conversation that you have with yourself. And I think it's, it's good. I think it's good to recalibrate and be like, okay, um, you, you know, may, you may not have been necessarily on autopilot, but you and us as humans are conditioned to kind of have this routine and do the things. All of a sudden we wake up and it's like three years later. Yeah. <laughs> the pandemic jump. And so I think it's it's so natural for us to just make sure the things that we're doing and like we're checking in with ourselves and like, is this true for me? Um and that we talked about this, like we can change our mind and, and seeing like, what are the constants that we have that make us feel like ourselves? And are we doing that? And, you know, like, I know for me, um, I went through a long period of time where I didn't have, I had zero hobbies, zero. Like I wasn't doing anything like I was doing stuff like I felt like I was really busy I you know I mean I was content enough with my life but like when I sat down I'm like wow I'm not doing anything creative outside of what I have to do in my nine to five um and that's so different from who I was in high school and college mm-hmm. you know in that like young 20s Melissa where I feel like I was so unafraid to like start a hobby or like I was really into photography, you know, and and I'm like, wow, like past decade, Melissa, I have I really honed in on enough hobbies, and so I've started playing around with doing more hobbies now, and like I want to get into crocheting, okay, just to try it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, and like I want to, or did she knit or crochet? I anyway, I, maybe yeah, she's knitting. You're right. Renee, I don't actually know the difference. So one of them is like purling, like you knit one pearl too. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um yeah, and like I want a sewing machine. Like I want to learn how to hem pants <sighs> and yeah. you know, and like try things out. And I've started to look at cooking as more of like a hobby and like trying out recipes and 
I even asked um, for a really nice Dutch oven for Christmas from my dad because I started to get into it. Staub or Lucas? Yeah, I know. This was this is a whole debate. It's a big it's a big question. It's a big question, and y'all, I'm Staub. I'm a Staub girl too. I'm a well, Staub girl. I have shock. I have Le both, Creuset. but the Le Creuset, I only have the the small like coquettes. But mm, um, I want the, some of those. Yeah, because they're cute. But like the big like Dutch oven that I cook in is mm-hmm. Staub, and she's great. Oh, I'm really excited. I got the seven. <laughs> I got the seven quart. She's due on Christmas. Hey, <laughs> I love. And I got yeah. the color basil. I'm really excited for her. Oh, I love that. I. Yeah, cooking has kind of surprised me as like a creative outlet for me too that I never thought it would be Um, because I like going out to eat, but I actually do like quite enjoy and I'm at home and I like can make stuff. I also, I really like, I just like when things are beautiful. Like I really appreciate like aesthetics. So like just sitting down and like building a fruit bowl, like that, you know, looking at something that's pretty, like I just, Mm -hmm. I get a lot of joy out of just the look of that. And, and I like what you said about a step back being this period of adding and subtracting. Cause even when we started this conversation, we talked about what are the things you're losing? You're losing your free time. You're losing your money. You're like, like here, like <laughs> compromise. Like we definitely My came. Bank account. Yeah. We came into this conversation. At least I did with a, here are all the subtractions that I'm making, but you're right. Like it is actually so many additions and mm-hmm. I and even if you're not adding them right away it's just like kind of that clarity of what do I need to add then mm. you know yeah I think it's I think that was a really cool article insight that you pulled and I'm, I'm glad you shared that <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're gaining clarity you're gaining perspective you're gaining a time back for yourself honestly and it's sort of one of those things where it's like this will save me time later. This will save me money later. When you sort of like take that moment to slow down and like pause. And I think we're actually in a really good period of time, like an actual season as we're (laughs) daylight savings and everything's dark now. Um, And we're in like wintering, right? Like we're, we're in hibernation and what a better time you know, I, I'm saying this as like, I'm also telling myself to do this, to use this as a period to take a step back. And it doesn't necessarily mean like quit your job or like, you know, do yeah. any of that. You don't have to make any of those like um, immediate decisions. But I think just like taking a step back mentally is also something that we can be doing in the middle of this like piloting journey that we're on to try and test things out um, in your mind. and and letting your mind kind of like explore and like get lost for a second. Um, so you can figure out like what, what it is that you're missing in your every day and then what it is you're missing and how, like what things can get you to that wonderful point of contentment. Yeah. And I think I would take it a step further. I think as you're doing those mental exercises, I think it's really good to, journal them or put them on paper so that you don't lose it and kind of like the conversation with my friend also where I just kind of said oh I don't even like know who I am sometimes (laughs) I think when you write things down on paper you also 
I found like I will also have Freudian slips in the things that I write down, like patterns start to emerge when I can see all of my thoughts dumped out on a piece of paper, things emerge. Like we've read a lot of great books in our book clubs here. And if you guys are like, I don't even know where to start. I don't know what I want to do, but I just know like what I'm doing like with my life isn't fully it. I encourage you to like maybe listen to some of our book club episodes because a lot of them had great episodes. I'm thinking, not great episodes. They were they were amazing episodes. Um, <laughs> Pat ourselves on the back. Yeah. No, they had great insights. And like, I'm thinking, for yeah. example, um, Bruce Feiler's book um, mm. about finding purpose and work. I can't remember the title right now. Um, like finding mean finding a meaningful job or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Uh, Marie Forleo's book, like they have exercises in those books that we talk a little bit about in our episodes that involve like answering, writing down your answers to these questions to help you figure out what you want to do. And it is helpful to just see it on paper and like be like, oh, a lot of these things are talking about time. Do I feel time crunched in my life? I didn't realize that, but now I'm seeing that all these my free write is going back to this, or I'm seeing a lot of things here about, I don't know, family. Is that an area I need to like invest time in or, you know, like sometimes I just, your thoughts can come and go so quickly that we don't always have the time to examine each one. And I don't know that you always need to examine every thought that can like send you down a different spiral also, but like, like be gentle with yourself. Um, But sometimes just pouring it out on paper, I have seen things come up where I'm like, where did that come from? Like what recess in my body have I hidden this little desire or interest or curiosity that just hasn't seen the light until now. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Yes. I'm, I need to be better at journaling. I used to, but there's something just very like intimate about putting pen to paper and it just like Mm. becomes real when you do that. Um, Before I go to my next thought, just for everyone listening, the book, which I, it slipped to my mind what it was called as well. It's the search finding meaningful work in a post career world. Thank you. Um, By Bruce Feiler. <laughs> yes. We were we were there. We were there. And then Marie Forleo's book, Everything is Figure Outable. Um, but and now I lost my thought about the journal thing. Oh it's really interesting. I got it. The there was something I read about when you're learning a new language, one of the best exercises that you can continue to do is like word association. So let's say like I'm I'm continuing to learn Spanish and let's say you write uh, the airport, el, el aeropuerto. And then you just keep writing words that are associated with everything you can think of around airport and then writing it in Spanish. And it sort of like tests, like keeps your brain engaged and interactive mm. to, to make sure those things like stick. So maybe, I don't know, maybe it's the same thing when you're journaling around an idea that you have, or you're trying to gain clarity on something and you sort of like go through the same exercise um probably you know, I, just about, I just thought about that too of just like there is magic in putting pen to paper um and specifically pen to paper I don't feel like I get the same magic when I type I think like I have to have a writing instrument in my yeah. hand yeah I agree 
I agree. As much digital and like loving tools online that I can use as a journal, like Notion and things like that, I like to balance it with the journal. And I mean, it's just like fun, right? Like they say doodling in class is actually really helpful. Yeah, I'll have to try that. I'll have to try that writing down trick for language learning. It's just hard though, because I'm doing Korean and like, I I feel like I'm a child. I still have a hard time even just like writing the letters because I'm just not familiar. Yeah, you have, (laughs) Korean has like an added complexity (laughs) than Spanish does, than the love languages. (laughs) Like it's definitely different. (laughs) No, but that's a good tool. And definitely for just like figuring out your life, like in your native language, just write down like <laughs> yeah. what what sounds like my perfect day, what sounds like work that I wouldn't get tired of, or like, you know, just ask yourself these like fantasy questions and you know, see what happens. Yeah. Our um well, like I mentioned, I feel like I'm in a, a phase right now where I've taken a step back. And it wasn't it was more like thrusted on me <laughs> than it was. That's how it often choice. it goes. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I've I've been okay in this moment of like I, I okay, so laid off like July, <laughs> LOL, while we're in Spain on vacation. Um, and so we're in November and I feel like these last few months they were kind of jam-packed with other life things that happened. So I didn't personally feel like I reconnected with myself. But in this last like month, I really feel like I've been able to go through that and actually take a step back and realize like what I want to do. And I mean, having this podcast has helped me get in the right mindset. Um, so I feel like I'm in a phase right now where I'm doing that. And I feel like I have similar friends who have been in similar situations as me, aka getting laid off, where they've taken a step back as well and sort of figuring out this next step. And they're all asking themselves the same question. And I actually just had a a call with um, an old friend of mine, old work buddy. And we were thinking about like, Hey, are you planning on getting a full-time job? We're both like, yeah. She's like, but I'm, but for her, she's like, I am actually going to switch from what I was doing. I'm not going to do marketing anymore. I'm going to do something else. And I'm willing to take a pay cut to do so. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I was just like, wow, this is so interesting because we're talking about this today and we're all sort of like having these these conversations with one another and with ourselves because of the positions we find ourselves in. Um, but I was going to ask you, have you, do you have an, an example of like where you've taken a step back from something? Yeah. I mean, I've done some mental step backs in my life. Um and then sometimes it's been physical. I haven't, um, I haven't been laid off from a job, but I definitely, I don't know. Like I think when I was in college, I think my soft, like I definitely had a sophomore slump. And let me not say definitely, like it wasn't like huge, but I definitely felt like the novelty of like my freshman year had kind of worn off. Um, and then my sophomore, like the beginning of my sophomore year, I was kind of like, hmm, okay. Like, are these the best years of my life? I don't know. Like, like that's just kind of like what I'd been absorbing and I just didn't feel like that was it. And my step back actually was a period of addition. My step back was, let me get a part-time job. 
in addition to my schoolwork and let me just see mm-hmm. what happens. Like there's no harm in having extra pocket money. And through that part-time job, I made some friends, one of whose is still one of my good friends today. I actually just saw her in New York, like a couple of weeks ago, we had tea together. So like friendship I've maintained for a long time. I was able to use that money to then like travel. That's when you and I went to Costa Rica. I eventually ended up studying abroad afterwards. And so just even like for me, the step back wasn't, I didn't know what I was going to get on the other side of it. Like whatever that internal Mm -hmm. exercise was, it didn't say, oh, you need to do X, Y, Z. Like I didn't have all the answers, but I, I had enough. Like my answer was do something different, you know, like don't just do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If clearly you're feeling like blah, do something mm-hmm. different. And for me, that was not a hobby. It was a job and the job created this gateway for, I had money to go on this trip that my parents wouldn't pay for. I had a new friendship that has now carried me over a decade, you know, and to different states. And so I think it's okay too if like, at the end of that self-discovery exercise, you don't come out saying, got it. I'm going to be a DJ. (laughs) (laughs) DJ Ren. (laughs) I I remember one time I actually said to my friend, I was like, I think I'm going to be a music producer. And they were like, girl, what are you talking about? And I was like, but I think honestly, look, I I don't think I was ever going to be a music producer, but I think me saying that like hinted at like, there is, it like touched on the things that I was missing. It wasn't yeah. the answer, but it was like, you want something more creative and artistic. You want something that feels a little like more flexible work hours, like blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You know, like it hit a lot of those things. And mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked about this many times on the podcast. I don't have to go over it again. But like when I went to South Korea to live for three months last year, the solution wasn't, oh, I'm necessarily going to be an expat. But like, Mm -hmm. it was an answer to, I need to take a step back. And in my case, that was like, let me step to the other side of the world, just like remove myself from my current situation. Yeah. I define that as a a good step back. Yeah. Yeah. Got a lot of clarity coming out of that experience of just like putting myself as a stranger in a strange land and just kind of like isolating from my usual friends and support network Mm -hmm. and everything. And there was a lot of growth that came out of it even though I haven't actualized all of the things that I learned I still have those learnings with me where I'm like oh yeah that opened a window to something that I had just been knocking at but hadn't opened the door yet so I think yeah it's okay if in your step back you're not like okay I've been stepping back for a while I don't have my DJ career ready like it's okay (laughs) it's okay if you're not the next Diplo (laughs) I kind of like DJ Ren. I think DJ Ren would be really good. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like – I was obsessed with – I really wanted people to call me MASH. I don't know if I've ever told you that. Because my my first name's Melissa. My middle name's Ashley. And I always had like Mashley Vega. And I thought MASH was like really cute. You never told – I I can call you that now. Forget L. It's okay. The moment's (laughs) over. Um, (laughs) It's over. It's never going to happen. Stop trying to make MASH happen. Um, but I feel like my DJ name would be DJ Mash. Would you like mashing up music together? I was going to say that actually makes a lot of sense. There's probably a DJ named Mash already, but I kind of no, like that. I like That'd DJ, be my DJ Mash. Name. Okay. <laughs> we can do a side project where Mash and Ren do something on the okay, side for the but, podcast. Okay. I love where you're going with this and like here, sort of like my last thought on, on stepping back is like honing in on like the thoughts that 
feel like are fleeting and if they're like landing themselves somewhere in your mind like keep riffing on it like I feel that way in like brainstorming where people are like you know I I truly believe there are no bad ideas um and so riff on that like take that idea that you had of like wanting to be a music producer and picking it apart of like okay why did that sound interesting to me like yeah it's so fascinating about this and I feel like all of these like buzzwords we have I feel like we need to rebrand them because of some connotations of like going backwards we don't really like that idea of going backwards but stepping back is essentially also just like stepping away from something for a second you know what I mean taking a step aside like it doesn't necessarily mean going backwards and not making progress because is it what was it like any movement is progress any step is a step in the right direction and backwards can help you get momentum like I'm visualizing Mm -hmm. like a springboard like sometimes you have to go down to push yourself up you know and so like it's okay that's from gymnastics yeah and yeah I just have that like vision in my head of like it's okay to step back it's okay to like move in the opposite direction to kind of propel you with a little momentum to go even Mm. further on your own, you know, than if you, it's like a long jump, like now I'm I'm mixing too many metaphors now, but (laughs) you know what I'm saying? You kind of lost me at long jump. I forgot what long jump jump is. (laughs) What's long jump? Clearly not good in track and field. I think that's the one where you kind of run backwards and then you run sprint forward and like you jump over a sand pit. Oh, okay. I yeah. think I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Traffic, it's, okay, it's yeah. kind of like pole vault. Okay, now we're I think like pole all over the place. Is, yeah, now we're just like at the Olympics. But no, pole like, vault is like actually what vault. I meant. <laughs> I meant pole vault. <laughs> My cousin's gonna be like, "What are you talking about, Melissa? You know nothing about pole vault." Uh, he's a huge pole vaulter, um, and represented the Philippines actually. But yeah, I see that visual of like running, and when you stick that pole into that little thing you do go back yeah and it, like propels you forward and over mm-hmm. the bar Ooh, i say Sports. we end on that that metaphor <laughs> <laughs> I, it, is a, it is a nice visual in my mind and uh, i worry that we're gonna talk ourselves into something that makes less when sense. we <laughs> when we eventually have patreon we just need to have some like listener <laughs> listener requests of like have melissa and renee talk about this <laughs> math <laughs> really sports just like riff, on, no riff on long jumps Go. yeah no <laughs> yeah I, I like what i like what you're saying though about just like riff on those ideas i think that's actually yeah. where i want to la- end on it's like if you have this little thing there are no bad ideas especially like with your personal life for like work yeah. sometimes there are ideas where you're like girl this doesn't actually fit with like the brief <laughs> your personal life I think there are no bad ideas (laughs) you know what I mean like you've been in like a work meeting and people are like hey we got to keep the budget under ten thousand dollars let's go and someone's like oh my god let's work with Britney Spears and you're like girl she's not not ten thousand dollars but that's not a bad idea of like it kind of like you rip off that of like okay we're never gonna get Britney Spears but we could get a Britney impersonator because in our creative brief, one of the things to do is entertain. See, you're 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 better. Yeah, you're Renee's better like, at leading a brainstorm oh. than I am. L O L. 
also, <laughs> to wrap it all up, I love your phrase of like do something different. And I I like need that as like a poster in my room. Like I feel like I want that as a sticker. I want that like plastered like in my like office. And it's like a good reminder of any time I'm feeling like stale or like having stale ideas yeah. in a brainstorm. I kind of just like love that mantra of like do something different. I like that mantra too. Period. Do something different. Period. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> oh, well, now that we've done like the roundabout of like talking about every jumps, sport in the tr- Olympic track and field. <laughs> A long jump that I learned what that was. I think at one um, point I said shot put, but <laughs> yeah. Speaking of gold stars, or actually speaking of gold medals, yeah, I'm talking about gold stars. Yes. Okay. So I can go first. My gold star for the week is Tetris. It the is game Tetris. The game, like the phone ah, game Tetris. Yeah. It is just like so addicting and I just like having it on my phone it's just like a short easy mind it's like brainless but it's also like really good for the brain to do games like Tetris and a friend told me this so I want to share it with our readers in case it might help anyone apparently studies show that if you play Tetris within the first few hours of experiencing a traumatic event it can help rewire the brain to reduce the likelihood of you experiencing PTSD from that trauma. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the science and I think it works in like the window of the trauma. Like I don't think me playing treacherous now is going to undo something that happened to me years ago, but I'll put a link in there. There was a CNN article about it and I just thought, Oh, I love this just to like play while I'm like multitasking, like if I'm just like doodling on my phone. But I like that, you know, for someone else, if you are going through something stress, not stressful, but like traumatic, that maybe playing Tetris can help. I I don't know what it does to the brain. The article might have more, but apparently helps. Yeah. So if you're just looking for another easy phone game, a little Tetris, old school. Yeah. I love phone games. And I mean, it's been around for a reason. Yeah, it's like, she's clearly. still she's still hanging in there. <laughs> <laughs> I like Tetris. I haven't played it in a long time. I'm gonna have to download it on my phone. Free download. Um, <laughs> <laughs> love for games. Um, my gold star is actually a brand that I've loved for a long time. But I usually when I like share like skincare or anything related to that, I want to make sure like I actually love it before I share something and then be like, you know, I've been only using it for a week. It's like, Oh, I've actually been using this for like a year now. Um, and they're, it's called Coco kind. Ah. And I've told, yeah, I've told Renee about it. And, um, so I love Coco kind. I love, and I'll show you like which products I like, but they're an Asian American owned brand, female founded. Um, her name's Priscilla Sai. And she actually started in equity research and then launched her skincare brand back in 2014. She's amazing. She's really open about her experiences and struggles with starting a brand. Like she even has shared screenshots of how she had certain products. Maybe it was like, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm not supposed to say like a large chain company and how they had to basically it didn't sell and they had to like pay for the products like it was like she was just like really open about 
her trials and tribulations. And then last year, I think, is when she started her partnership with Ulta. And so she, they all, all, all Ulta's, Ulta's have Coco Kind on their lineup now. And Target, like she landed Target within the last like couple years. Um, and I just love like she's really the brand is really good at sharing different ty- like skin types and like bare skin, like real skin, like people going through acne, people having breakouts, discoloration, like all of that. Um, and their whole like mantra is just like, you're enough here. Oh, I know. So, and the branding's beautiful. Um, I love the eye cream. The I think it's like the night cream and the toner. And there, she has like a couple of. They have a couple of other serums that I like as well. So, um, I put a stamp of approval on Coco Kind, and I love the name. I love the. I've actually been wanting That's to so try Coco Kind for a long time because the products are also pretty clean, like ingredient wise. Yeah, and that's and affordable. That's pretty high on my list. Yeah, we love good prices. So yeah, like okay, you know, moisturizers twenty. Oh, serums, that's really like good. Seventeen ninety nine. You know, like it's it's not hundred fifty dollar. Yeah. No. Like, I have to, yeah, I have to dig into them. Um, I've been wanting to try them for a long time. So, and I didn't know like all of the backstory. I love a transparent business owner, like Mm -hmm. someone who's like, here's the pitch deck. Here's what happened. Here's our failures. Um, Yeah. And I'll share, there's um, there's a really great, yeah, yeah, I know. There's, um, I believe she's Chinese, Chinese American. Hey, Um, represent. So I'll I'll share two links. There's like an article that, I really like the interview that they had and she kind of goes to like her experiences and, and all that. And then she also did, maybe was it a podcast episode, but it's on YouTube and just, um, I like how she just like talks about her business, talks about her parents and sort of how that they embedded that drive and work ethic in her. And so Aww. cool brand. Yeah. I, I will CEO. actually read those. I, I love those kind of interviews. Yeah. Um, what are you manifesting? Um, I'm not really manifesting a quote or anything. I mean, it's generally gratitude. You know, it's Thanksgiving this week. So that's nice. I think what I'm really manifesting, like I said, it's not a quote, but it's this idea that the best is yet to come. I think that's Ah. kind of what I just want to keep in my mind this week. Uh, One of my favorite memes on the internet, I'm sure you've seen it. It's it's this photo of Jennifer Hudson with um, her EGOT. So EGOT is, it's like a very rare thing if someone can win an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. Mm. Like very few performers have won all four. And Jennifer Hudson is one of the few who have. And the meme is I like- I didn't know that. Yeah, hey. she's up there with like Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. It's like not a ton of people have done it. And- the meme is kind of like Jennifer Hudson really lost American Idol to win everything else. <laughs> and it's so true because she didn't even get to like the finals on American Idol. Win. She didn't even go that far. Like she got to like the live stages, but she wasn't in the top four or five or anything. And, you know, now wow. she has this really successful talk show and all of these like awards and all of this other stuff. And it's just, it's just good to remember that like, even if you have setbacks or you're taking a step back, mm-hmm. like our episode today, like sometimes the best is yet to come. Cause I'm sure when she was voted off American Idol, she didn't think, Hey, I'm about to really rock this industry in mm-hmm. every direction. But 
you could just give it some time. <laughs> oh, I you so actually before this before we start recording, we're talking about other other things, and you said something along the lines of like, I can just feel like it's around the corner for you, oh, and yeah. and it makes me think of like the best is yet to come, like the best is right around the corner, you know, like you're mm-hmm. like you're approaching it. I completely forgot she lost or she she didn't win American Idol. Yeah, it was the probably the biggest thing in her life at the time, and like now that was like a blip wow. on her radar. Yeah. <laughs> Total blip because I thought she was a winner. I mean, she's winning at life, so. Hey. Um, what are you? Really funny. <laughs> yeah, that's actually really funny. You said you didn't have a quote because I didn't either. Ooh. And I don't know, maybe just like the season, like Thanksgiving is like literally in a few days. Um, my manifestation was really about soaking it all up. Mm. So it was just like to soak it up. Soak up everything the holidays have to offer. Um. I know this can be a really stressful time, Q4, (laughs) plus the holidays, deadlines, end of year. There's just like a lot of things that happen. And I know I get lost in the shuffle of that and get really stressed out about finding the right gift and doing all this. So I'm also reminding myself just to like soak up the wonderfulness of the season and to watch those corny, cheesy movies, to (sighs) – you know, buy an advent calendar finally because I've been saying I'm going to do it and, and I've never done it. And, um, you know, practicing my gratitude and just like really, really being present for all of these moments that happen in the holidays versus just like trying to get to the finish line and like cross off all the Christmas gifts I have to buy and, and kind of that mentality because um, it is the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> I agree. I, and, and I need to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I like that a lot. Soaking it all up. Sometimes we're just moving so fast to get everything done that we do let things pass us by. And time's the one thing you can't get back. So let's let's soak it up and, and really be present for all of that. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Before we let you go, um, just wanted to let you know that we have selected our next book club book. Um, we teased it last week, but on December 6th, we will be chatting about Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights. So <gasps> if you have read it or if you're familiar with it or you just like love McConaughey and his McConaissance the last like 10 years or so um tune in we I've been wanting to read this book all year and so I'm really really excited um and I know Melissa and I are gonna have a fun time with it I'm excited to get into the head and the heart of Matthew McConaughey all right all right all right all right all right (laughs) have a happy Thanksgiving everyone bye bye